good morning, listeners. <laughs> the red light, the red light is back on, and we are back in the booth once again with another episode of Covered It, as brought to you by QuackGolf.com for all your golfing clothing needs. Um, as with most weeks, I'm not really sure what we have in store for you today, but buckle up, and we're about to find out. Um, I'm joined once again by a couple of regulars. Um, Mr. Scotty Too Hotty, Mr. Moto Moto, how are we doing this morning? It's good to see you. Good, Sham man. I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. A little tired. A little not used to this. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had a haven't had a morning pod in a while. Feels good to be back though. Feels good to yeah. be back in the booth. Annie, you look like you were in good form at the weekend. I saw a bit of dancing. Yeah. I was at a wedding at the weekend, saw a couple of my best friends get married, so it was a great, great time had by all. Um Mr. Ben, Mr. Ben Scott there, Mr. Captain Blacklung, I hear you in the in the corner there. How are you? How was your weekend? Uh weekend was it was good, yeah. Didn't get up to too much. Um I feel like it's been a minute since we've all been sat here on a Tuesday morning, so I'm excited to to get yeah. into business, talk talk about golf and everything else. Yeah, it's been so long um that you know, I was kind of thinking like, geez, this is this is kind of fairly amateurish, like, you know, that we're sort of uh you know, we pick and choose the time when we want to do a pod. So I was looking into kind of like, you know, cultures of companies and sort of high performing teams and stuff like that. And, you know, what seemed to come up a lot was um this sort of four pillar mentality, you know, this sort of four pillar culture. So I thought, like, why don't we do four pillars of the pod, you know, sort of to to get more serious about this and um you know, come up with like kind of like values that we all rely on, you know. So, um, anyway, when did, we be, when, when did we become diary of a CEO? What is this diary of a podcaster? What a shite are you? So, so I started with a okay, so the four pillars of the pod, right? Okay, so first one preparation. We're probably better if we don't do any actually. <laughs> Solid it's, four out of ten, solid four out of ten on that one. It's three pillars, three pillars. <laughs> Um, so preparation. So what what preparation did you guys do for today, lads? I actually wrote down. I've actually got some notes written here on the back of well this done, paper man. for the first time since about week ten. Um, I was <laughs> I was frantically last night. I basically sat down. And I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a podcast, and I had two things in my mind that I wanted to talk about. So I was like, I need to write them down. I was like, you know what? I should probably just go through and see what actually what happened in golf last week. <laughs> um, so I've got an extensive list here. Well done, Ben. Scott, any preparation? I I went to bed early enough to make sure that I had the energy to talk to you at half hey, seven in the morning about golf. Hey, that's listen. my prep. That's 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 yeah. fine. That's one of our our pillars. Um, our next one is persistence. Um, I think I think basically, yeah. If we don't make it, if if no one starts to listen to this podcast, we should just give up. Like you know what I mean? Like, there's a couple. Po- to... There's a couple of podcasts <laughs> out there that should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, persistence, lads. Keep it going, you know. Keep keep strong. Um, third one, pronunciation. Um, you all know I'm a big fan of uh, good diction and good speaking on this podcast. So, you know, it'd be great if we were men with good diction, but we're not. So, um, no. you know, add that to your to your four pillar strategy, and then finally, it's um prioritization. So um yeah, if you have something better to do than record the pod than like playing golf, then just just do that instead. It's fine. That, like, that seems fine. to happen anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there are four pillars of the pod: preparation, 
persistence, pronunciation, and uh, prioritization. So just note them down, lads, for for going forward and uh, um, always abide by those cultures and values. Nice, Patrick. You didn't waste your bank holiday weekend, anyway, did you? <laughs> um, so, lads, do you have any shout-outs before we start the pod? I have a question to start the pod, Shani. Okay. So uh, there's a scenario for you. You're on your way to Malaga, a couple yeah. of days golf with the boys. For whatever reason, you're flying by yourself. So you're in you're in your Ryanair. And for some reason, you're the only person on the plane. Okay. So you're flying to Malaga by yourself. Clubs are in the hold. You're ready for a bit of golf. Okay. The two captain and the co-captain somehow die. They both collapse. Okay. And and basically the head stewardess is like, We need a man who can land this plane. Yeah. Do you think you can land this plane? Like just we need you to buckle up, pull put on your big boy pants, come into the cockpit. Do you think you'd be able to land this plane without any training? Okay, so first question. Are, do you still have comms with the yeah. airport that you're landing in? Yeah. Um I think I've seen this in the movies before where they just they just get told what to do by the air traffic controllers. And you reckon you could do it? I mean, like, to say that I have zero experience to even relate to this would be... I'd probably call Darren Sweetnam, isn't he training to be a, <laughs> isn't he training to be a pilot? I don't think you'd want his advice. <laughs> um, but, like, it can't be that much more complicated than, like... I think, a, I think a, yeah, there's so much technology these days. Like, surely those pilots don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, autopilot, like, yeah. <laughs> Google it's, a, it's, it's a simulator, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Scott, do you reckon you could land the plane on on no training? Uh, yeah, I like. I think Shani made a good point. You'd definitely be walked through it. I think. Like, I think the question is: Is it more about whether you could do it if you're the only person on the plane? It's whether you'd put your hand up and be the person. That's why you try and do it. You're the only person surrounded. Yeah, you have to do it. It's it's basically just one big joystick and a, an accelerator. So yeah, like, like, do you do you want to be one of the hundred people that die or do you want to be the person that kills the hundred people i mean i think you've got to lose really look you go through life waiting for this chance to be a hero like yeah you're not going to get a film made out of you by doing a golf podcast (laughs) so i wonder i wonder is it literally a button autopilot on autopilot off and you just try it just try it off for a second and then the wheel just goes wonky Hopefully we'll get a few pilots in the uh, in the DMs after this question because it's a bit ludicrous to think that three untrained men could just step into a cockpit. I do. I have met a pilot before. Uh, a very nice man who's actually. <laughs> you talked about. Yes. Talk about the guy we met in Sunset. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a gem, mad yeah. into golf, so uh, we can definitely get him on and ask him. Okay. Um, any other uh, shout outs then, lads? Before I I give my shout out. I have a shout out to DJ Khaled. I hate DJ Khaled. I don't. I just. <laughs> he feels like he feels oh. like he can play in the PGA Tour. Is, is this he, a true? He just to... a little bit. He just thinks he's coming here to revolutionize golf and make it cool. And like, sorry, DJ, but golf was cool before you were there, and it'll be cool after you. And just, just go away. Like it. Something makes me angry about seeing him playing on all these really nice courses, half dressed in his slippers, the terrible swing. Like it's okay to have a terrible swing, but I just. So Ben, if you were to explain to the older population who listen to this podcast who DJ Khaled is, how would you how would you describe who DJ Khaled is? He's obviously mid, some sort of mid two thousands. He's made a lot of money. He's obviously some sort of DJ. He he features on a lot of tracks. He's, he's obviously DJ Khaled. Well, he's obviously some sort of <laughs> DJ. But like, 
I've never seen him spinning discs behind a deck. I I don't know what he does. And now he's so he's very famous. He's got he's a lot of Instagram followers, and he just loves golf. And he mm. thinks that one day he'll play in the PGA Tour. He seems to be showing up in so many golf media tweets and Instagrams. Generally, yeah. just about him playing his own golf and thinking that he's great. Which he's I just terrible. I hate because the old guard of golf media, like the magazines. They'll just pick up on this and be like, "Yeah, we've got to we got to post something about DJ Khaled because he's flavor of the month." And I'm just like, "You know what? Yeah. Fuck off, DJ Khaled. Just stop <laughs> stop filming him. Yeah, stop stop giving him attention. Yeah, and he'll go away. Sorry, that's the end of my. Yeah, you go for it, Johnny. Your your rant. Um, uh, Scott, any shout outs? No. Uh, no, I actually don't have any shout outs this week. Um, okay, well, well, my shout out is um. My shout out is kind of like the lead into the first kind of topic that I wanted to discuss this morning. Um, so my shout out is to uh, Brickman and Campbell of 1971. Um, so Brickman and Campbell released a paper back in 1971 um, to where they um, they came up with a theory, a psychological theory called the hedonic treadmill. Does that, do either of you know what the hedonic treadmill is? It actually no. rings a bell. I think that's because I, I told you about this over a pint once, Ben. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> essentially, uh, the hedonic treadmill theory, um, essentially, um, is a metaphor for the human tendency to pursue one pleasure after another, because the surge of happiness that's felt after a positive event is likely to return to a steady personal baseline over time. So basically, what that means is that humans are just constantly looking for the next thing and um i feel like um this is a big thing for golfers in terms of reaching their handicap goals and um what i mean by that is that people all our golfers always seem to be like you know if let's say they're at a 10 and they're like you know once i get to seven i'll be happy and if they're at a seven and they say Mm. once i get to four i'll be happy in life everything will be sorted my life will be perfect and everything will be fine. But what actually happens is, is that you grind so hard to get two or three shots down and then you're still not happy. So um, basically my point here is that golfers, if you're listening, just uh, get off the treadmill and just stop trying and just enjoy golf where you are now and just enjoy it because no- you're never going to be happy anyway. So you might as well be miserable at your current handicap. So it's basically like there's no end goal because as soon as you get to it, which which is kind of like a metaphor for life. Yeah. But I will, there's a certain stage, I think my dad has got there where you get down to a certain handicap and then you kind of want to go up one or two because you realize, okay, I'm, I'm, I can't actually play there. So dad was playing off nine and I think he's on his way back to like 10 or 11 and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm quite happy here. So oh, he wanted to go up. He wants to go back up just because he needs a few more shots. And I think I think it does reverse. You get off that treadmill at some stage in your life. The reverse uh, treadmill. So we should write a paper on the reverse treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Shanahan, Sullivan and Scott. That sounds like a nice paper. A case, a case study of Guy Scott. <laughs> 2023. Um, so yeah, folks, um, just be more like Mr. Moto Moto up the top there. He doesn't care about his handicap. He just plays golf. Scott, huh? poorly most of the time <laughs> yeah but I, I also we've talked about this before where it's like as it's a whole thing and like 
the golfing world where the goal is to be as low as you can for like, you know, you see those things of like, supposedly Donald Trump is playing off like three or four or something. And then you yeah, just see yeah, these videos yeah. and like shanking it. And like, there's no way he plays off three or four. And it's just this thing of like society where you have to say you're a low handicap, but you can't really play to it. And then like, like Guy bends that as an example, a perfect one where for, for ages, it'd always be a, oh, Scott, I'm down to, I'm down to 10.2 now, I'm getting close to that single figures. And then he got there. And then like now, now when I talk to him about it, he's like, yeah, I need to, need to get a couple back up. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. need to get a couple back up now, can't play to it. So I, th- I do think you hit that point where like, you may have had a low and you're like, I can't play to this low number. It's cool to say I'm off it, but it's not fun then when I'm hitting like 30 points, 29 points. Yeah. I'd like to ask the lowest handicap in Ireland, someone like yeah. Peter, Peter O'Keefe. Does, do you get a sense of fulfillment playing off plus seven? Probably yeah. not because he, in the back of his head, I know he tried to go pro, he did go pro for a while. But the back of his head, he's probably thinking, oh, like maybe if I just go pro one more time, I could do it. Like clearly he's an unbelievable yeah. golfer. Like he's the best golfer in Ireland. I just... The treadmill yeah. doesn't stop. It just keeps turning around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the um, the next thing I have on my list here, Ben, which you'd be glad to see is um, is uh, what appears to be happening in, in these days and these times is that everyone seems to have a podcast these days. Um including ourselves. Um, even Peter Crouch's wife has a successful podcast these days. Um, and uh, yeah, my point on that is that um, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking like, what are these 30-something-year-olds doing, like wasting their time? Shani, we're I would 29. say to you is, well, you're 29. <laughs> yeah, um, we're in our 20s. You came down there, big guy. <laughs> um, what I would say to you is, um, you're actually the odd one out here in that, you know, you should have a podcast. Like what's actually going to happen is Elon Musk is going to land with his spaceship one day and he's going to say, everyone who has a podcast to the front of the queue and we're going to we're gonna march up to the front of that queue and we're going to say, bye mom, bye dad. We have our podcast. We're getting on this spaceship to the next to the next Earth. Um, I, I, I think it's also worth pointing out that um, Peter Crouch's wife was famous as well before Peter Crouch. So that's also what, you know, yeah, like people she, know Abby. Yeah, I know, Scott, but like what? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. What like, is she doing the, with the, the podcast? Way, the way we said it is as if, if that like, oh, just Peter Crouch's wife. Like who's she? You know, I think she had a following beforehand. Whereas us three now, uh, the following very, very limited. I, I, very would, limited. I, would, I would say, I would say you could easily play a game if you were to name a celebrity. Yeah. Who does not have a podcast these days. Um, oh, podcast or not? Yeah, um, like even Potter Harrington was on a podcast there with some. Yeah, old, who Jay, was it? Jay Bothroyd. Jay Bothroyd. Like that is. He, so who Jay is Jay Bothroyd? Bothroyd? No way. Jay Bothroyd is an ex footballer for Cardiff. 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 Oh, Blackburn, Blackburn Rovers. And he has a podcast now with Podrick Harrington on. Yeah, like how did he get Podrick on there? Like I think I think Podrick would love to come on here and chat Brickman and Campbell. Hedonic treadmill theories with me. Is but no, he decides to go on with Jay Bothroyd. Anyway. Cardiff, um, QPR, Sheffield Wednesday, Stoke, Wolves, Charlton, Blackburn, Coventry City. That's all you have to do to get a podcast these days. What did I you would, put in this morning? Uh, Gary Lineker, Mika Richards, and Alan Shearer, which is a very obvious choice of podcast, but like, does Gary Lineker not have enough things to be doing? Like, presenting everything under the sun. He's like, I might as well have a podcast. What I will say... Look, I'm all for more podcasts in the Irish golf scene. I think that's great. I, for one, only listen to podcasts when I'm on a long drive. Yeah. So when I'm on a long drive, I'm like, okay, do I listen to 
diary of a CEO, uh, no laying up, or something else. Yeah, but like I, I only ever choose out of like a handful of five. It's very hard for a new podcast to break into someone's rotation yeah. of listening. So as you said, Jenny, if you are listening to us, thanks. Yeah, that's that's why I always say to the lads like we're only one podcast away from losing listeners, <laughs> <laughs> which I'd say was I'd say was a while back at this stage. I was kind of thinking that maybe our, I think our podcast is kind of like. Do you know when you go to a, a water park and you're abroad in like Portugal or something? And um, you know, there's some a, analogy. <laughs> do you know the way there's always like these like mad rides and stuff all over the place? But, we're, like, we're the lazy river. Yes, we're yes. the lazy river. <laughs> we're the lazy river of podcasts. So you know, if you go in there and you don't fancy going down that mad hole where you're Swinging swinging around and around and you go down like a toilet, and you just want to sit in the lazy river, just listen to the lads. We'll just lazily talk you through. Um, I don't know. Uh, what's been going on exactly yeah so maybe that's time for us to lazily get into the world of golf what do you reckon that's let's do it yeah um where i want to start is uh jt um i i loved it um i just loved the fact that he's such a superstar um and uh so, so sorry to explain, folks. Um, Justin Thomas has been having a terrible year of golf compared to his usual usual high standards, but um, he needed to finish T eighteen or better this week in order to qualify for the FedEx Cup next week, um, which he has never failed to qualify for. And uh, I just love seeing a superstar grind for something so small. Um, and he basically nearly chipped in on the last hole, um, from twenty yards out, and uh, to to qualify, and he missed. Um, but I just love to see it. Love to see the grind. Um, for someone that high up, did you watch any of the golf lads? I didn't watch much of it now, to be honest. I uh, I followed along on social media a little bit. Um, yeah. but I did really enjoy it. And actually, it's the the end of golf when you get to the playoff season, where people are on the bubble, is so much more exciting than actually the person winning the event. I yeah, couldn't oh, way more. like. I actually quite like Lucas Glover as a person, as a golfer, um, but I don't really care that he won. I don't know who he yeah. was up against. It didn't really matter to me, but the fact that Adam Scott was bouncing around, Justin Thomas, Ben Griffin got in as number 69, like yeah, that's Griffin. so much more exciting. Mm. Um, so then I, when I was thinking about this the other day, I had this epiphany about how <laughs> the tours should work going forward. Okay. So so basically next year we're going to have PJ and Liv will be the two main tours. I, I think DP will be a little bit below it. Then Corn Ferry Challenge Asian Tour. It all funnels down. So what they need to do is they play the first half of the season like regular events. Everyone gets points. And then from like halfway through the season, each event you lose five players and the events get smaller and smaller and smaller. And if you're basically, if you're knocked out of the top events, you're not inside the top 150 to start with. You move down to a different tour and it filters down that way. I like that. Would that not make it so exciting going forward if you always had five players on the cut line? Till eventually you get down to the last seventy, and then you go into the playoff format. Yeah, it's like the relegation battle in the Premier League. I love it. Yeah, good idea. But, but you, you'd get that like weekly, and like by by doing that, you would mean players would have to go play smaller events potentially that mm. weren't funded or whatever. I just, yeah, I like, like that. So who do I do? You, have you got Jay Greg Monahan? Maybe Jay Monahan. Yeah, just said anyone have Jay's email or no. Greg? Because I think that's maybe we should start our own golf tour. Exactly. Yeah, I do actually think it's a very good idea though, Ben. Thank um, you. Because that's how the, like, do you know in the Premier League and stuff, as soon as you get through the kind of first half of the season, all you're thinking about is the relegation battle and the, yeah. and the top four. So, um, 
I do like that. I, I was going to say about golf in general at the moment, right? If there was no Ryder Cup this year, so i.e. next year, do you really think we'd care about the FedEx Cup right now? I don't know. I just feel like they, I feel like with when they moved the PGA Championship to May or June or whatever it is, and the Open finished last week or a couple of weeks ago, um, the between the Masters and the Open now, it's so wedged together. Yeah. And like, what are we, like 240 days out from the Masters? And yeah. I'm finding it hard, even as a golf podcast host, to be excited about <laughs> the golf season uh, yeah. going forward. But um, thankfully, we have the Ryder Cup right. and the Salheim Cup this year. So um, I'm just saying, like, other than that, would I be excited about the FedEx Cup? And probably, ironically enough, I'm the only thing I'm excited about is watching the guys drop out rather than the guys that yeah. are staying in. So, yeah, it's a good point you make. Um, I do think the Ryder Cup is kind of saving this year. Call me old-fashioned, but I would like to go back to nine automatic qualifications and three picks. Really? Because I, I think, okay, I think the captains can pick a stronger team when it's six and six, but I enjoy the qualification side of it more. Yeah. Like I think I think more guys should get in on their merit and on their performance and then only have a couple less picks. But I can yeah. see why they go gone to six and six. Yeah, like yeah, but... is Shane is Shane Shane's um, no, he's outside. Struggling. He's yeah. outside, yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. I presume Shane's gonna come across and play the Omega Masters. That's the last one, isn't it? No. What did you say, Scott? The the third of, se- third of September, was it? Let me just check my... Uh... Well, well, the DV World's not back on until the Handa. Yes, Handa, 3rd yeah. of September. So, like, so basically, Shane's got the Omega Masters in Switzerland to come and play, unless he comes and plays the Czech Masters next week, but he's not in the field for that. So, like... oh, so he only has one tournament to get yeah. back inside the line. Well, now, like, he's going to get picked, but um, I, I'd say he would have wanted to have qualified, like, knowing yeah. him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, just on also, the, uh, I, I also point. think as well that just on the FedEx Cup point as well. Maybe it's just me as well. Is that I do like as we just talked there. I love the bubble and like the whole edge of getting in and like the event last weekend and and the, the next weekend, the actual final weekend of the FedEx Cup. I never really care that much about. Yeah, I'm like, it's it's just a money event. Like I know they're all money events. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like it's big whack of cash. I don't. It's not like winning a major for me. Like I don't really care who wins it. I've never. I've never really had the hype around it. So I do think that the Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup is something to look forward to for sure. But I never really get that hype about the FedEx Cup. I don't know. It yeah. just doesn't do, just doesn't do that much for me. Um, and especially since they've taken away the one, two, five, uh, one, two, five, 70. Like I thought it was just another, another yeah. extra qualification one. I, I wonder, obviously they've done it for a reason, but why have they dropped it from one, two, five to 70? Like, it seems because yeah. because as the FedEx Cup goes on, yeah. it drop it drops down to a hundred and then it goes to seven and whatever. I don't I don't understand why. Like, so it was one two five. It was one two five seventy and then thirty. Yeah, yeah that was better. Yeah. And now it's just seventy thirty. Just like why? It's I don't. It's, it must be because the Ryder Cup's on this year. Yeah, so, maybe or like guaranteed cash or something. But, but they've yeah. also changed. So the Fed, so the you know they re, do you see they released the PJ Tour schedule for for twenty twenty four and it and it goes back to starting on the the calendar yeah. year. Love that. So first of January and there's so there's eight signature events. There's um the Century, AT and T and Pebble Beach. There's the Heritage. Um, there's the Genesis, the Travelers. This is not in order. Obviously, they're just the ones that I remember off the top of my head. But sorry, um, so what's the difference now between a signature event and a dead? What did we call them last year? Dedicated or 
It's the same thing, but they've changed yeah. the name. Is is Scott? Does that mean yeah, they so are these the Century? Sorry, there's the Century, the eight, the Pebble, Pebble Beach Pro Am, which is one of their signature ones, though, which is interesting. Uh, the Genesis, the Arnold Palmer, the Heritage, the Wells Fargo, the Memorial, and the Travelers. Um, is that are those events the seventy field events with no cut? Uh, I'm not sure. It's, they're just ones. Um, I didn't actually like look into that much. It was just I just saw that they were the eight signature events for the. Mm. For I hope the year. I know. I know that there's. Um, so it starts. Yeah, starts the first of January. Some of them have. I don't know if it's all the events have no cuts. It's some of them have no cuts. I hope there is um, a mass revolt against the no the cut no events cuts, because yeah. I just think that's absolute bollocks. Yeah. I suppose the also, argument is. Also, I suppose the argument how, is though that you've already. <laughs> Then the seventy is the cut in terms of like the week I know, but like, is like the cut, you know. I just think no, and no Phoenix as a signature event. Oof, interesting. Oh, really? Waste ma- waste management. Yeah, it's not one of those. I saw Actually, Kyle Porter tweet. Yeah. To be <laughs> fair, like, is that the next thing that I'm other than FedEx Cup now and Ryder Cups and all that? Is that actually the next thing on the calendar that I'm looking forward to? Do you know next signature events? Yeah, or the waste management. I suppose like uh, next year. Um, what's the what's the first thing on the calendar that I should be looking forward to as, Kapal- as, a, as a casual golf fan? You know what I mean. Tournament Kapalua, champions. Suppose, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, before we move off the FedEx Cup, I um, there was somebody mentioned to me at the weekend how crazy um, Mark Fox's uh, Brian Harmon prediction was <laughs> for the Open on this podcast. So I've decided to make a, a sort of an, an well, I don't know if you'd call this an outside bet for the FedEx Cup, but I think it is. Um. I've got Eric Cole for the FedEx Cup. Okay. He's had, he's had um, along with Scotty Scheffler, he's had most rounds in the 60s this this season. He's been playing well. A man who loves a pair of joggers, so hopefully you could maybe... It's just about to say, he he wears Primo, who are an American company. Okay. And and circling back to too many podcasts, there are too many shagging clothing companies being set up as well. <laughs> My Every time I open Instagram, there's another Irish clothing brand, and I'll just say, lads, it's not worth the hassle. Honestly, it might look like good crack, but my God, it's not worth it. <laughs> so, so somebody's going to listen to this podcast and they're they're going to go, okay, right. These guys have given out about there's too many podcasts yet. They have a podcast and they've now given out about there's too many golf clothing companies yet. They have a golf clothing company. So look, some, if, the, some... if, if those golf clothing companies want to come have a go at us, they're more than welcome to. <laughs> um, it's kind of, you know, the way like, yeah, you can rent a, or like look after a dog for a couple of months or a couple of weeks and like shelters you can come look after crack for a while if you yeah want. see how the sausage is made yeah um, it gives a, gives a week off a shout out to billy ho who shot i don't know in the 80s a few a few months ago and he was crying on on tv and now he shoots a, a was it a career low 62 or something like that finished um fourth on his own um so well done billy ho billy ho coming to the irish open randomly enough yeah I like that yeah oh, yeah that'd yeah. be cool to watch um billy West Min, Ham, Min as well yeah, Minwoo was a big one, I think. Um, well, I don't know. He, I suppose he's a former DP World Tour, so it's not that big of an announcement. Yeah. But um, it yeah. was a strange one, wasn't it's, it? It's strange that the the Irish Open, I think the the, the winnings is six million dollars compared to a regular European Tour event, it's like three million. But a but a Rolex is like nine million, so it's okay. in it's in the middle in between. Which I don't know why, but I think it's annoying that we're like surprised that good golfers want to come play the Irish Open. I know. Be cool. Like, I, I, yeah, like the Scottish Open is a Rolex Series event, so they get their, one, yeah. you know, and they sometimes get a, um, an Open uh, on yeah. the road as well. So I feel like our Irish Open should be bigger. But Royal County down next year, though. Yeah, that'll be big. It's massive. 
Yeah. Can't wait for that. I wonder what what's in terms of Lynx courses and access to Lynx courses and stuff like that. How do you think Royal County Down will fare? I I can't remember a tournament being hosted there in a while. They hosted like twenty. Soren Kelson won there in like twenty sixteen yeah, or something. 16, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hosted it before. I think it'll be sick. Like where Royal County Down is, like the town itself is unbelievable. It'll be is some it, yeah. up there. Yeah, so Class. we should get we should get that booked in. And what about like um. As a as an as a golf course to follow, you know, a professional tournament on, like, can you? I'm not sure because majority of links courses are pretty flat. I know Royal County yeah. Down is kind of flat. It's got some dunes. I presume they'll mm. do a pretty good job of putting up, uh, like, putting up stuff around there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Okay, so what do we want to so, move on to next? Do we do we touch on the point of Bryson shooting 58? I think we should. In apparently a non-conforming driver, so oh really? Yeah, you that. see, he's playing like a a crank, or a crank or something. Crank, yeah. Some I thought it was, like, it was some word like. Do they don't so they don't test um, clubs as much on the live tour, do they? They don't care. Use what you want. Um, a fifty-eight with a bogey, my lad. So that's incredible golf. Um, I love that. I love how you know the way we're like we're mad to give out about like how petty the the live golf nation Twitter world is and so many people like, you know, tweeting crap about the PGA tour. I've seen so many people who've just like, like obviously like P who are obviously pro PGA tour or people tweeting yeah. about it, just like putting down Bryson's 58. Yeah. I'm loving now how the tables have turned where PGA look, people are just like, look, being like, Scott, if it, if you shoot a 58 with lift clean in place, does it really count? Oh, was it lift clean in place? Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, um, but he was using a crank golf formula fire. If that doesn't sound like something you'd buy in Heaton's, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, he um, he's so fun- weird. Funnily <laughs> enough, like a few weeks ago, when we were talking about the Ryder Cup, Ben, I said to you, the only live player that will make it will be Brooks, um, mm. hands down. So, would you like to change that? Bryson has, I would say, entered the picture. I don't know though. What, what like Zach Johnson? I I feel like he I feel like he picked his team weeks ago and he's not he he wouldn't be watching any of that or listening to any of that kind of noise. I just I my the issue with Bryson is like if you pick him I think you end up putting him at Brooks and have have they had a miraculous recovery in their friendship? It looks like they have, but I don't mm. think does that I don't know does it do much for morale having Bryson in the locker room? Yeah, um, I'm um, not sure. But like the only reason why I reckon Zach's already picked his team is because. Freddie Couples came out and was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Max Homa's going." And uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freddie Couples just came out and was like, "I don't hope I don't get anyone in trouble here, but yeah, Max Homa's definitely going." And who was the other one? There was another one. Tony that he said, um, "No, I can't remember who there it was." was but... Someone else, and he was like, "Yeah, they'll, they'll be there. They'll be there." Yeah. Like... Um, yeah. Scott, big Tony. big week for your cliques moving, not moving off the bottom. Yeah, boys, uh, finishing mid table. They got a massive seventh. Um, oh, sorry! Some... I'm so glad you brought this up. Did anyone see G Mac trying to tap it in with one hand <laughs> no. and he missed? It, no, oh, I, missed I saw. Shout out! To, there's my shout out for the week. Shout out to Carl Lynch for retweeting that and just saying couldn't have happened to a nicer fella. <laughs> it gave me a good giggle, and I couldn't agree more that he was so happy he missed it. That would have gained uh, them an extra place in the team standings as well. Um, they're they're still rooted to the bottom of the overall standings though. So. 
like I was always shafted with this one. This was like getting four, Bolton just before they went to administration. Four you know, aces coming like, last though has really like it's brought Torque back into the mix. Um, so we've got an interesting run to the end of the season. I'm is there any of... is there any European playing well on the Live Tour? Oh, Shani, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> really? Tell me what you think about this as a captain's pick. Big Dick Bland. He's oh, el- no. eligible for the seniors tour. He he had a massive uh, he was 16 under for the for the week, third place by himself. No, he wasn't. He was tied third. He's on the cliques, is he? He's on the cliques, yeah. He's one of my boys. Yeah. Who else have we got? Is European. Um, Sergio, 12. Wiesberger, no, no. He's a clique? No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Wiesberger is. Laurie Cantor and Lee Westwood. Uh, no. Just a couple of duds. How are you feeling about um, Ludwig's chances now? Seriously. Where did he finish this weekend? T14? He finished, like, well, like T14 or something. T14? He hasn't ripped anything up yet. So if Ludwig wants a chance, he'll be playing in Prague, he'll be playing in the European Masters, and he'll win them both. <laughs> I think I think I think he kinda has to win to really like put his name in the picture. I he, I currently don't think he's gonna I, get I think he's well outside the picture at the moment. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he'll be there as like a traveling, like here's a bit of experience. Um come sit in the buggy, see what it's like, sort of thing. Who's Is this he... lad Vincent Norman? <laughs> he, he won he's a... He he's won, a Swedish yeah, he guy. Won. He won on the PJ Tour there, the like alternate events. So surely Remember? he has a better chance than Ludwig. He's he actually does, yeah. won. Is he's, he? He's probably higher up. Yeah. Did he qualify for the FedEx? Surely, if he won something. Uh, I, I actually don't know. Oh, I think he did. I think I saw his name. And Ludwig. Um, I think he was near enough on the bubble. Actually, it was like him, JJ Spawn, um, um, Matthew Neesmith. Some of them were in and around like the high sixties. Um, um, uh, can you tell me where Ludwig is on the FedEx? I can't. I can't. But sure, he only played. He only played a couple of events. Um, I know, but he he played well in them. So I'm just wondering. I can, if he... I can tell you that Big Bob McIntyre is currently third in our team. Patrick, for your uh, during my late night research, would you like me to go down the Ryder Cup team at the moment. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah, yeah. So I think L- there's L- Ludwig's 135th in the FedEx. Okay, well, he he needs to get his ass to the Honda and (laughs) (laughs) start winning some events. He's he's not making a Ryder Cup, unfortunately. Okay, so I think there's eight absolute locks at the moment. So that leaves four spaces. So you tell me what you think. So Ram, Rory, Hovland, Hatton, Bob. I don't know if Bob's a lock, but he's in there because he's qualifying. And Fitz. Very high up, yeah. So that's six. Then we got Tommy, Lowry, seven, eight. Justin Rose, I think, will go because I think he's yeah. actually playing decent golf. Definitely, he'll go. So that's nine. So then, to make up the rest at the moment, I have begrudgingly, I've got Straka. Then I've got uh, Moronk. And then the last place at the moment is either Rasmus or Perez. Did you have Victor in there? Yeah, yeah he was, he was the third. Territory. I'm just looking at our full ranking list, right? And Victor Hovland is 15th. On the list, how is that possible? He's fifteenth on the European list. No. He's third oh, on the sorry. world list. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. My Come apologies. Come on, Patrick. My apologies. Yeah, I need to get my act together. I, I think Jr. I think Jr. Definitely goes. Like yeah, he won this year. Yeah. Um, Straka goes. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, as you said, begrudgingly, he will go. Uh, like he's I, won twice in the last I two think, years. I think Moronk goes, for sure. I I yeah I don't disagree with you. I don't think Rasmus goes. No, so then our last place is 
these are the people I've listed. Rasmus, Ludwig, Perez, Yannick Paul. That would be yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, he'll go. I think he could go. Uh, Yannick Paul? Yannick Paul. He, there's a lot of talk about him. Let's check if he's in the field for the Honda. Um, and then D- Dietrich? Thomas Dietrich. On the, he's on yeah. the, isn't he? No, no. No, that's Thomas Peters. Oh, that's Thomas Peters, yeah. And Nikolai uh, Hogarth, who's actually played... Did he have a T14 or something in in the Wyndham? Not sure. Uh, I don't know. He's. I think he's got a better chance of going than Rasmus. Yeah, I think Nikolai's playing better. This is a rogue yeah. one. Yannick Paul, I don't know how much he wants to play the Ryder Cup, but he's not in the field for the Handa. And you have to think, okay, I know it's a lower down event. You don't get as many points. But like, if, you, if you're trying your best, potentially your only chance to make that Ryder Cup team... Like, I don't know what he'll do in the next couple of years, but I would think you you want to play every event in the run-in. Do, do you, what happens if he has a real bad day, it's real piss and wet and rain, and he misses the cut and he shoots 14 over par? Do you then put a negative idea in the captain's head about picking you? Yeah, probably, but like, that's the chance you got to take. Like, you're a pro golfer. But he could, he might have thought, think that, he might think that he's already done enough. He wouldn't have. No, no. Um, to add, sorry, just... onto that one, Thomas Dietrich is 52nd in the FedEx. Like he's seventy seventh in the world. Like he's having a good year playing full PGA. Yeah. How many, oh uh, Shani? How many career wins do you think Thomas Dietrich has? Um, three. He has a grand total of zero. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say one. So Seb Straka he's, he's, ne- he's never won on tour. Sorry. Listen, um, Seb Straka. Yeah, has I, won twice in the last year. I just Two don't years. know what your issue with Seb Straka has been. He's boring. I just—he's just not, not European. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he is European. Now, but he, he just, he's, he's just. He's just boring. Like I just think it's going to be one where he's. How do I describe him best? He's going to be kind of like a. No, because I, I was going to say like a Thor Bjorn Allison, but I remember when he beat Speed in the singles, and I was like, damn. And then um, he got on the, got on the plane home afterwards. Yeah, we're not going to bring up the plane, I suppose. But um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be one where he probably won't be paired that much in the doubles. It'd be like a Wiesberger at the last one. Yeah, kind of like, yeah oh, exactly. Yeah. Come here to me, you know, right? Like, give, me, the, give me both, the, take him out. Give me both the Hogarth twins. And if they lose, put them together in every match. Yeah. Let people get the hype of the Fleetwood Molinari hype around them. And even if they lose, I'd be like, you know what? That was more entertaining than watching Seb Stracker grind out a draw. I just, you know what? Go on. I, well, I just, I just, we're just not deep on, like, I'm happy with that first nine. I think Justin Rhodes has the experience. But like I yeah. just I'd be worried for Strack and Moronk, Rasmus and one of Ludwig Perez, whoever, coming up against the like of even Keegan Bradley or Tony Fino. Like they're the players that they're competing against on the other side. And yeah. I just think that US team is strong. And and um, that's why, like, especially for the whatever the singles, singles, I suppose, just there are some golfers just really good at match play golf. But yeah. like, you know, you know, like a Kisner or whatever. But um it's just the doubles pairing parts of like the you know the foursomes and the four balls like some of those lower down names I'm just like pick pick like a Norman and an Aberg and put them together yeah. or pick like put, pick like two people that go well together because mm. at least then you can form this bond like pro golf the, like the, the margins are so small that on the day if you just get a whole crowd it's in Europe going for someone yeah I don't know I think I'd just be all well, for I suppose that's why there's an argument for bringing Justin Thomas. People are saying because like it's match yeah. big off. It's not. Yeah. He doesn't have I, to, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if he brought JT, heart and soul and JT, like you know, and yeah. he put him out with speed, and they do their thing, and, and JT exactly. plays unbelievable golf. Yeah, 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 and you're yeah. like, well, fair um, enough. So I, I was just looking at at it. Um, 
and maybe we should do a piece on this maybe next week or um soon uh, but the Solheim Cup is the weekend before the Ryder Cup do we think that is a good idea or a bad idea should they have been should that have been I don't know spaced away from Ryder Cup and the schedule to give it more meaning or do you actually think it's better I definitely think it's better that it's just before rather than just mm. after the Ryder Cup because um, like I, I just even I just love team golf. Team so golf is great. Solheim yeah. Cup is class. Like the last Solheim Cup a couple of years ago was unreal. Um, yeah. Leona holding putts from everywhere. Yeah. So um, do you think that's good or bad? What do we think? Team I golf think... is really good. Team golf is really good when you've like when it's like a country or like a thing you're playing for. Just putting it out there. So if you were saying team golf is real good, I hate yeah. the live thing. Of oh yeah, no, just no, ra- no. random random blocks. But just in terms good. of the scheduling, what do you think? I, I I have two sides on it. The first one, the first thing that came into my head is no. Because I I like the idea of stuff being separated out, something to look forward to. I do like Solheim Cup. Same idea. I kind of just get into it. The only other one is that where I would say yes is that I'll watch the Solheim Cup and then get really in the mood. Get really for, hyped for the Ryder Cup, yeah. Yeah, but I also don't need like the Ryder Cup is my favorite sporting event. I think I think mm. it's my favorite. I can't think of. I had this conversation I think once with the with a long time listener of the pod, Fred McElroy, around like favorite sporting events, and we both agreed that just. There's something different about the Ryder Cup. It just, mm. it's just so. It's yeah, it's my favorite event. So I think I'd be hyped for enough for it anyway. And I kind of would prefer if the Solheim was at a different time so that I could just do that separately. But mm. it's going to be a great two weeks of golf. The uh, yeah, will, the French Open's going to suffer though. Like, what are you going to be watching? The Solheim Cup or the French Open? I reckon the French Sol- Open on the Sol- same Sol- weekend Cup. as the Solheim. The kazoo Fra- is that the same kazoo that makes the. Chocolate milk. milk. Chocolate milk. No, no, no. That's that's Yazoo. Yazoo. I think I think Kazoo is is a car perk. Is it like a? Oh, uh, it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah I reckon I'll be watching purchase cars online. Um, they sponsored Everton, right? No, I do think it'll be good. Do you want to want to have a look at the teams here? I just first time I've looked yeah, at. Yeah, whip it up. I'd like to know because um, um I like are they doing a six six split or how are they? Celine, Celine Boutier. Yeah, yeah, good Scott. Leona. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Hall. Yeah. Um, outside shot. I'm not sure he's playing great golf. Georgia Hall. Hall I was yeah. gonna say Georgia Hall. Yeah, yeah Georgia Hall. Uh, Madeline Sagstrom. Uh, yeah. no, she... not here. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Lynn Grant. Yes. Um, Laura Davies. <laughs> oh, shout out! What a background choice for today. Go on, Laura. Who's Davies. the captain? Uh, Is it your one? Susa- Suzanne Pedersen. Pedersen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Laura Davies is a vice captain, though. Oh, very good. Um, you're looking for three more if you'd like to keep going. Spanish. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I know the Spanish one. That's going. Um, and then two more. Car- Carlotta. Carlotta. Yeah. Seganda. Seganda. Yeah. Seganda. Yeah. And then Great two name, more. Two more Swedes. Swedes. Oh. Yeah. Um, They're good at golf. These Swedes. Um, Morgan Gams Pedersen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anna. Anna Nordqvist. Anna Nordqvist. Anna Nordqvist. What's Maya, Maya Stark. Oh no, never. Heard I don't know who Maya Stark is. So they're doing. Yeah, they've got four captains' picks, um, and on the American side, oh, um, Salinas or Celine was the one I always think that American girlfriend. Oh, Nelly Corda. Nelly Corda, yeah. Top two players um, of the Rolex Women's in the event. Three players by the captain. Okay, so at the moment, I'll just will I just run ne- run through. Nel- yeah. Nelly Corda. Yeah. Salas. No, I think no. she's from Mexico or somewhere. No, she no, she, no, she no, is from no, America. She's played, she's played in the Solheim before. <laughs> yeah, really? she played last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She's nowhere to be but, seen. Oh, she is. She is. She is. She's nineteenth. She's not making that team. Yeah. Go on, you might as well rattle through. Uh, 
Lilia Vu, Alison oh. Corpuz, whose caddy is Jay Monahan. Uh, oh, Capucho is Capucho one of them? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer, Copcho, Copcho, Jennifer Copcho, 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 Megan Kang, oh, Megan, yeah. Ka- Megan Kang with a H, Danielle Kang with no H, yeah, uh, oh, yeah Lexi Kang, Thompson, Andrea, Andrea Lee, Cheyenne Knight, Ali Ewing, Alison Lee. The world went down to 12 now. Jessica Corda, what about Rose Zhang? Rose Zhang's 17. You got to think she's getting a captain's pick, yeah, she's getting a captain's pick. She's only pick. played half a season, like, but she's unreal. Yeah, and actually, Scott. Yeah. Um, interesting enough mm. for yourself, big fan. Um, I I'm not sure what type of I think it's like it might be the U.S. Women's Am, um, or something like that. But Rachel Heck is back playing, um, in one of those events as an Am. I I saw she she enlisted. I think she's in. The, oh she, wow. Okay. That's where she's been. She's been in. She enlisted in the army. Get away. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, where she's been. For anyone wondering who that was, she was on the Stanford golf team with Ro Zhang. And there's a great, I know we talked about it before, a great YouTube uh, documentary about the Stanford ladies golf team. And she's on that. She's in, I think she's a Nike sponsored athlete, or she was. Um, Nike, Nike sponsored yeah, soldier, more like. She enlisted yeah. though, yeah. Um, but Shani, going back to your question, I'm I'm very excited for the Sonam Cup now. Yeah, now that I've gone through the players, you, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it'll get me really in the mood for a Ryder Cup. Um, yeah. I think it's a good move to put the week before. Yeah, Wait, I'd love you... to. I'd love to know. Basically, I was asking the question because I'd love to know what the I don't know women's golfing media think of that being the week before. It'd be interesting to hear from yeah. a few opinions on it. Oh, I, I, I also have a. I also have a part of one of a late. Um, I'll give up my my shout on Pablo Larrazabal going to the Ryder Cup, um, because I just think the Spaniards have dominated the European Tour all year. But um, and I will include. See how this goes down with the group. Alex Fitz for the brothers pairing in the Ryder Cup. He just won on the Challenge Tour. He had, had a great open. I'm He's putting a nice him guy. in it's, instead of a, like a Moronk. I, I like I like Moronk. Don't get me wrong. Dan Nagel 2.0. But I'm taking him out, or I'm taking Erasmus out, and I'll put in Alex Fitz. He plays with his brother. And he brings no. the hype. You know, Matt Fitz isn't going to bring the hype. Matt Fitz is going to play great golf. Scott, that's an Alex awful show. He's going to play the hype. Maybe, yeah. Scott, maybe I reckon if I reckon if you were the Ryder Cup, if you were the Ryder Cup captain, Scott, you'd be like, right? Are you good at golf? No. Okay. Are you good crack? Right. Okay. We'll, we'll take <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want. I want both Hogards. I want both Fitzpatrick's. I just want teams that I can go for. Whereas, like, I don't want to turn on the TV and be like, and next on the tee is uh, Justin Rose and Seb Straka. I might as well turn it off. Do you know, like. Yeah, that I just would struggle to get behind that. Right, lads. I reckon we're coming close to the end. So, um, like Angel Cabrera, I reckon we play our get out of jail free cards. Um, and <laughs> Actually, uh, on, we on, and we sh- <laughs> on that. What well, what's the legality of him playing in the Masters next year? Imagine he rocks up, Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a former champion, so he should be. He's one of the three hundred members of Augusta or whatever it is. Like that would be um, gas. Do you know how, how long actually, was he in jail for? Was it thirty six months or something? Two years, I think. Yeah. Oh, thirty like months. Yeah. 30 but like, you got to think those those South American jails would be rough on you. Mm. Or uh, got like he's got soft hands. But he's got cash going in. So when he got cash going True. in, don't you can make it cushy yeah, for yourself. If I've yeah. watched any, um, if I've watched prison documentaries on Netflix about <laughs> South America, cash <laughs> goes far. If Louis Theroux has taught me anything. <laughs> yeah, if Louis Theroux has taught me anything, cash goes far in South American prison. Okay, lads, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um, I feel like it's time to go to work and uh, 
and uh, about golf with each other text <laughs> yeah. each other Shani, anything Shani, to finish for, lads anything to finish for our next podcast Shani, i'm going to do what i keep doing in this podcast i'm going to create ideas of great games and then never follow through with them for the next podcast i'm going to do this i'm going to do we're going to do 10 um 10 celebrities and the question is going to be do they podcast or don't they podcast or not i like that I love yeah that. podcast or not and i'll pick out 10 celebrity for you so Jay yeah Boss, listen, folks, if, if, if you're listening and you don't <laughs> have a podcast then you are the odd one out we are only doing what is natural in life in 2023 20 2020 2023 <laughs> um yeah. so folks um thanks for listening um tune in next week and um enjoy your your golfing week peace you ciao ciao bella <laughs>